today showed us that individuals can be held accountable irrespective of power and privilege. After years of looking for some semblance of justice, survivors of Jeffrey Epstein's go to court and watch as his ex-girlfriend, British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell, is sentenced for helping him procure young women and girls for sex. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to Law and Crime Sidebar. Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced by a federal judge on Tuesday to 20 years in prison for her role in the Jeffrey Epstein sex scandal. Ghislaine Maxwell kind of said that she was a victim in all of this, though, when she addressed the court. The courtroom was full as Ghislaine Maxwell was sentenced, and Michael Bryant of the Law and Crime Network was there for it. Michael, tell us what happened in court. A lot of us were wondering whether Ghislaine Maxwell would actually say anything. She didn't testify during the trial, and she has said that she was innocent in all of this. So tell us a little bit about what happened when Ghislaine Maxwell actually spoke. Yeah, you know, leading up to this hearing, we hadn't heard, what, more than two words from her. You know, I understand this. I'm, I'm not guilty. So we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, uh, the defendant doesn't have to say anything. In all likelihood, it's not going to matter to the judge whether the defendant says something, unless they're so remorseful that it kind of sways the judge. That didn't happen in this case. So we're we're sitting there, we're watching, and I see Ghislaine during the two hours prior just taking notes, talking to her attorneys, nothing crazy. Um, And uh, when the judge asked if she wanted to say anything, I think most people thought she would just decline. Is that to your point? That's kind of what she's been just like, uh, you know, um, I'm not going to give into this system. I'm being railroaded. So when she stood up, asked about taking her mask off, went to the podium and the podium is I'm sure you've been in that courtroom. You know, it's like a phone booth. They have the plexiglass all around it. It still seemed bizarro. But there she is. She's standing behind it and she presents this very eloquent speech discussing how she feels uh the, the, the pain that these survivors felt, that she acknowledges that Jeffrey Epstein was just this uh, manipulator. And she she really gives you the takeaway that, boy, poor, poor Elaine, you know, she fell victim to this guy as well. And nothing she said would have led you to believe she was remorseful or was taking any responsibility. It was like, I'm just one of you ladies, uh, you know, I'm sorry it happened to you. I'm sure the survivors of Jeffrey Epstein, though, do not feel that Ghislaine Maxwell is anywhere close to being one of them. Judge Nathan, from what I understand, she's been no nonsense with this case since the very beginning, took some issue with some of the things that she had to say. She really did. She focused on, she was very methodical. The guidelines tell you one thing, the prosecution wants another, the defense wants another, the probation department, they've all weighed in, right? But toward the end uh, of her preamble, you know, to the pronouncement, she made a point of saying that, um, you know, when Ms. Maxwell spoke, there was nothing that I heard to suggest she's taking any responsibility. Yes, she acknowledged that the things that happened were horrible uh, and that these folks need to, uh, you know, come into the light, I think is how they described it. They've been in this darkness. They need to come into the light. It's very poetic what Ghislaine said to them, like she was counseling them on how to get over this. And the judge noted that and, and said, you know, I, I'm sorry, I just don't see any remorse. And we know if anything helps a judge take it a little easier on a defendant, it is honest remorse mm-hmm. that doesn't feel you know, fake. Uh, and that wasn't that wasn't there. So she was almost in some ways polite. Sounds like very British about it. Very polite. But there at the same is. time, yeah. defiant. 
Yeah, you know, just almost matter of fact, um, you know, like like the socialite that you would expect her to be. And, and again, having seen her for the first time, really in a in a less formal setting. I mean, this was not like a, a party, but you can still see this is a very charming person, you know. And I could see how she would be persuasive as every victim has suggested she was. And that's how she came off. This It was bizarre because in the court setting where she's looking at decades in prison, mm-hmm. she came off like she's at a social luncheon somewhere. It was really bizarre. Well, 20 years above the guideline sentence, as you said, a lot less than the 55 years that the government wanted. But 55 is a really long time. That would have been that would have exceeded the guidelines by an incredible number of years. So. Without the enhancements, the court would need to justify it. I could see that could be appealed sure. and probably whittled away. So what's the So you had the probation department asking for 20. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You had the prosecution asking for 30 to 55, you know, pick a number. And then you had the defense saying four and a quarter to five right. and a quarter because she's such a good sort. You know, she needs a break because she's been treated horribly in those two years she's been in local jail. And I have no doubt she probably has been, but boo-hoo. You're, you know, that's that's the way it is. It's not camp. Um, and so I think it came down to 20, which was really above, you know, they go through the guideline checklist and they come up with points, so many points for this, so many points for this enhancement, so many points for this uh, deduction. And it came out to 17 to 19. That was the guideline math. So the judge did go above that, even if not a, a ton. Mm-hmm. I think primarily because she just didn't see from Ghislaine when she spoke what she wanted to see. Well, Michael Bryant, thanks so much for coming on and telling us what went on in that courtroom. Camera's not allowed in federal court, of course, so we have to rely on great legal minds such as yourself to uh, do that for us. So thank you. All right. And of course, after court, the attorneys for the survivors, one of them was Brad Edwards. He had plenty to say after the sentencing. This is a major victory, not just for Annie Farmer and Kate and some of the others who spoke today, but also for the dozens of other victims. I'm not only involved in this sex trafficking operation, but that are being trafficked worldwide. I think that it sends a really powerful message to conform with the law and to be deterred from engaging in any form of conduct like this, whether you are the facilitator, groomer, perpetrator, whoever you are, uh, nobody is above the law. And I think that's the message that everybody understands very loud and clear today. I think our system works. And Ghislaine Maxwell's attorney spoke following the sentencing. Our client, Ghislaine Maxwell, has been vilified, pilloried, and it left little room for her to be treated fairly because even before she stepped forward into this courthouse, she was being tried and convicted in the court of public opinion. Glenn will appeal this case, and we are confident that she will prevail on appeal. Ghislaine Maxwell, sentenced to 20 years in federal prison. She'll have to serve about 85% of that before she is released eventually. This sentence will put her at about 79 years old when she can get out of prison. She is appealing her conviction, though. So the next time we meet for Sidebar, we're going to hear from one of the survivors of Jeffrey Epstein. You won't want to miss that. I'm Anjanette Levy, and this podcast is produced by Sam Goldberg and Michael Deininger. Bobby Zoki is our YouTube manager. Kiara Bronson handles our social media and Alyssa Fisher is our booking producer. I'm Anjanette Levy and this has been Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.